0: If you're innovating, creating, or making a difference, this show is for you. Welcome to Over Coffee, I'm Doc Cannon. Here on Over Coffee, we talk with artists and innovators about the process of changing the world in terms of what they do.
1: The girls asked for more class time. And this is an after-school program, mind you, so they're willing to stay later so that they can continue to learn VR. VR is this tool
2: that we've been handed as a way to create social change, as a way to create understanding, compassion, and answers to so many issues.
0: Robin Jans and Georgia Van Kylenburg are the creative energy behind Girls Make VR, an exciting program from a Los Angeles-based nonprofit that's really making a difference. Georgia is the founder and executive director of Arts Bridging the Gap, and Arts Bridging the Gap is dedicated to giving underserved youth the opportunity to participate in top quality arts programs and experiences. Robin, meanwhile, is the program director for Girls Make VR, which launched in 2016 with a workshop on-site at VRLA Festival in Los Angeles. Girls Make VR partners with tech industry leaders to empower girls, ages 12 through 18, to become leaders in the field. Since its inception, the Girls Make VR program has grown dramatically, with a class at Girls Academic Leadership Academy and annual workshops at VRLA. In early May, Georgia and Robin had just brought students to Girls Make VR's third workshop, on site at VRLA 2018 in the Los Angeles Convention Center. You're both artists, you're both innovators. Where did all this creativity come from? What do you remember best that made art and creativity your life's work? I'm gonna start with with you, Georgia.
2: Okay, thank you, Dot. What a beautiful question to start with, too. For me, the moment that made me go, art is something, creativity is something, was when I saw what it did for others. I remember very clearly four and a half years old being in a play and seeing the laughter and the smiles that something an arm movement or hand movement could do. And then as I grew into having, I'm so fortunate that I was in an environment where I was given access to art and to get to experience not only what it did for me to express what I needed to, but that I could make people laugh. And my life's purpose is having people feel better
0: about themselves. So if this was the way to do it, this is the way we're going to do it. What a cool thing to realize at the age of four and a half. Robin, same question to you.
1: My grandfather was a painter, and I have memories of being very young, around the same age, around 4, and he would just sit there and take out a yellow Lego pad and then would just say, okay, hold very, very still, and he would sketch me. And the moment, that connection that we had... That, for me, was like, wow, I want to do what he does. And later in life, he got very sick, and right up until he passed, art was always something that we had our communication on. So for us, that for me, it's like that family, that spirit. So that's why I've always been about art, because it is to communicate.
0: You got to give him the gift of showing him you loved what he did.
1: Oh, yeah, and it became a competition, too. It was fine, <laughs> you know.
0: So who drew better, you or Grandpa?
1: I plead the fifth.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. No more putting you on the spot. Instead, please tell me about Girls Make VR. How did you come to create it, Georgia? I'm going to start with you on this one.
2: Yeah, thank you, Dot. So Girls Make VR came out of actually the VRLA founders originally, and it's great because it came between a boyfriend and a girlfriend basically sitting down and saying, hang on why are girls not getting this education? Because they were noticing a lot on the floor and in their planning, it was a lot male centric. So they jumped into it as like, we need to do a class because I'm an educator through my nonprofit. They reached out and were like, we want to educate. So help. And then all of us sort of got together, the original VRLA founders, myself, and a couple of other people that really wanted to see girls have a leg up in this industry, got together and said, what does that look like? And then the Girls Make VR name was very simple and easy. And it sort of grew personally. The reason I saw it being so important and why we really pushed it was a lot of the girls or women in the original founding group were experiencing that incredible Excitement of having new knowledge, having something that to us seemed like we weren't experts at. But because it was such a new industry and because there were so many people asking questions and wanting to know, we suddenly became experts at something. And for me, it was like hang on, if I'm an expert at something I've known about for six months, what if I was to start putting this in the hands of girls right now so that when nobody else knows, they'll know? And that gives them a leg up into careers, into colleges, into all of those things that, and an industry that gets to be female equal, if not more, you know, because this is VR, it's a empathy industry. It's actually something that needs a big picture view to be really good at. So let's give it to them now because they'll do it better than anyone.
0: I love the idea of an empathy industry, especially. Before we talk a little more about Girls Make VR, you mentioned my nonprofit. Tell me about your nonprofit, please. Yeah.
2: My goodness, thanks, Dot. So my nonprofit is well. This one is Arts Bridging the Gap. It does uh, a lot of different things, but predominantly started because I wanted to bridge the achievement gap for underserved youth. We look a lot with underserved communities, and it was about giving them the soft skills, which to me are actually the hard skills of sharing of expression of dealing with the trauma that they've experienced or experiencing on a daily basis somewhere to put it because otherwise math and English is not going to help them they're not even paying attention Mm -hmm. so finding ways to give them that education so that they could do better in school but now really the bridging the gap part has become so many gaps we work with LAPD to bridge gaps between underserved youth and LAPD through art we work with affluent and underserved kids to create an environment of empathy and sharing so that the access of one and the empathy of the other can be shared together so it really we work every day literally painting a wall yesterday with LAPD and kids every day is about what do you need kids like or youth I should say what do you need to be the incredible leaders that you are you I already see it hopefully you know it deep down what do you need and that's what we kind of answer with a yes every day
0: I love that you put together the kids from the different backgrounds. Now there's no, oh, you have something and I don't, or I have something, you don't. There's none of that.
2: Yeah, we actually, when I created the particular empathy program, as we call it, I chose something. I really sat, and it's funny you would mention that, because I knew I needed to bring them together, and I didn't know how. And I kind of sat on it for a month, like what is the program that is gonna bring them together that equalizes it? And so what we devised is an environmental arts program because the reality is the environment is something, it doesn't matter your zip code, it doesn't matter your bank account, in the end, The environment is your responsibility as you grow up as a leader. And so giving these kids a sense of, you own this together in your future, so what are we gonna do about it? Not where you come from, what have you got? And we do a lot of gratitude practices, but we specifically focus on what went well for them, not what they have, because the last thing we wanna do is bring forward what you have and what you don't have. So it's, I mean, it's been incredible. We just finished our first pilot last week and it it was really rich.
0: The idea of the world and our ecosystems, our shared wealth, is a wonderful one. How long has Arts Bridging the Gap been around?
2: Arts Bridging the Gap started, I started forming the organization in 2014. Did a lot of research in that first year into the achievement gap, into arts education, how to do that at an optimum level in these communities. And really, like any nonprofit that doesn't have some massive seed funding, we really, you know, dug in and tried to find ways to do it. And I had, like, amazing people come on board, like Robin, who became a volunteer in the beginning, and just people that saw the vision. And I just kept on being like, I swear this is going to work. I swear this is going to work. I know that if we come from a place of these kids need so much and to deserve it, eventually people will start getting it. And if we have that deep core of the research and the foundation. And in the last year, I think... Really June last year was when things started turning around to the point where now Robin and I walking over here We're like, holy cow, how do we even keep up with the
0: growth? That's a wonderful place to be. Robin, tell me about coming on board please with Arts Bridging the Gap.
1: Well, it all started when I first met Georgia when we worked at a game company together and she invited me to volunteer at the workshop and after the workshop I just went up to Georgia and was just like what do you need me to do what are we doing next where are we going from here where are we going from here and when I separated from my last job I had kind of known previously that it was coming and I called Georgia and I was like so I think it's ending and she said don't worry you have a job with me and immediately I was kind of like I'm waiting for the job to end now, <laughs> because I'm going to have another job and it's even better. So late 2017, I came on and man, I'm going to say the best way I can describe it is a blur, because everything has come together so quickly. And it just goes to show the amount of support and the amount of advocates that we have in the industry who were really rooting for us at Girls Make VR. It's absolutely incredible. And then, I can't wait to see what develops next out of it. It's pretty incredible. Something I do want to jump in on that, (laughs) Robin,
2: being modest as she is, she did come on as a volunteer, just someone that wanted to help. And when we started growing Girls Make VR in particular, she's an incredible educator. I have her involved in many of the areas of Arts Bridging the Gap, but I knew with her unique experience of being one of those women that was at the beginning of VR as well, she got it. She knew so many people and I was like, hang on, you're presenting me with a girl who's loving and kind and artistic, who knows everyone in the industry, who's bought into the magic of Girls Make VR because she's seen and had that personal connection with the women and the young girls that need it. I mean, I yes and yes. And so when I needed a program director to be the advocate and the lover of everything for me on the ground, it was like, think I know who exactly was born for that job.
0: (laughs) And how did you first learn VR? What do you remember best about your first VR projects as an artist?
1: Well, for almost 20 years I was an optician and my specialization was working with a lot of childhood eye diseases and retinology, understanding how we are able to track vision. And I needed some side money ended up working as a PA at E3, and the next thing I knew I was offered a job because of my experience in working with optics. Optics is very important. Tracking is very important, especially in a lot of the headsets that are being developed today. From there, it became this love affair, and I got my calling. It was it was just so kooky how, after almost 20 years of working in one industry, I was like, okay, I see, you. I found my calling, bye. <laughs> and, volunteering at girls make vr was such a paradigm shift for me i remember i was with this one girl who just sat in front of this empty desktop and i asked her i said so what do you want to do what do you want to create she goes well i don't know i'm a little scared i said well let's open up folders and i'm learning unity by watching her open up folders discover something and every once in a while going oh really cool okay and then she would just open something up and then at one point in the class the instructor turned around and said okay put the headset on see what you've created she puts the headset on her mouth's agape and she lifts the headset from her face and i see tears streaming down and i was like what's going on and she said i used to think i was too stupid to be able to do anything like this I had to literally walk to the back of the room just so I could, like, gain my composure. And I went, that's it. That's my aha moment.
0: I need to be in this. This is it. This
1: is, this is what I need. This is everything. Yeah.
0: I've got goosebumps rising on <laughs> my arms as you say that. Yeah. <laughs> that's my girl. Robin recalled her first days working with Girls Make VR.
1: 2017, first workshop. I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea what to do. And I asked Georgia, what should I do? And she goes, dig in. And that's what I did and I've been doing it ever since.
0: That's a scary place to be.
1: Not in the atmosphere that we create in Girls Make VR. It's actually the opposite. It's funny actually, Dot, that you would
2: comment because I think most people feel that way when they look at things of life like oh my gosh, you're throwing me in like to something. And that's where I think the magic of Girls Make VR has really from the top down. You know, for me, I felt that way coming in. I was like, but I've only done VR for a year, okay. And it was really getting that VR isn't about knowing the technology from the beginning. VR is this tool that we've been handed as a way to create social change, as a way to create understanding, compassion, and answers to so many issues. Whether it's eye-related issues, whether it's understanding fractured communities, whether it's training. I've never seen VR as a technology that's super cool because it's super cool, I've seen it as an answer. And so I had to jump in. And the same way that I sort of threw Robin in, I knew she had that understanding of VR and I threw her into education and then We're constantly coming from this place of deep empathy with our girls and our teachers. You know, the first conversation I had with one of our incredible teachers, Tanya, she's like, I've never done this before. And I said, that's okay. We come here from a growth mindset. Everything is a growth mindset. We're learning together. We're falling over. We're getting back up again because that's how we all learn. And if we encourage that in us and then we show the girls I mean, how, we can't throw them into a new technology and be like, what, you don't know how to do this? So we need to come from a place of, I know what it was like to be you a couple of years ago, but we're all learning. And if you come with that mindset to VR, there's gonna be people that drop off around you because they're perfectionists in a way that's not serving them and not serving the world. And we all get in, you know, Robin's being thrown in every day. I mean, I'm sending her to Congress next week. I mean, there's that. Like, I literally called her last week and I was like, so how do you feel about going to Washington for me next week? Because I got to be in India. And that's what we get to do. And, And also just support each other because there are fools along the way. And that's what, to me, I think, not to stereotype women or men, but women do that really well when they're in their, like, strongest way of being. They catch each other, and they just off, and they laugh, and they start again. And we just, that's what Girls Make VR is.
0: And it sounds like the most incredible thing, because you've just told me, it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay not to be perfect. And again, trying not to stereotype, but we do that. Everybody does that. If it's not perfect, I'm not putting it out there.
2: Yeah, and that's sad to me because I grew up that way too. I was really, I wanted everybody to be excited about what I did and I think I put that on myself. And when I enabled that to disappear from my life and see what that actually made possible, like the the resilience, the building of resilience in young people is really overlooked a lot of the time. And the resilience doesn't come from doing well. The resilience comes from not doing so well and getting that actually people will love me Anyway, And if we can have our girls get that, like, in fact, they might love you more when you come in and go, I kind of messed up, but I want to learn. That's the, then I'm like, give me a hug. Like, that's the what I
0: want to hear. That's the way they'll learn to learn. What's a good story about that, Robin, where somebody maybe fell or made a mistake and you just gave her a hug? What happened for you with that?
1: Oh, it was the other way around where I needed the hug. Uh, <laughs> so first day of class, Georgia, Actually, it was the second class because you came in for the first class and I took over there for the second class. I had this one student who raised her hand, 12 years old, and said, So I have been working on Python and C++. Is there a programming language in which you prefer on how we're going to be building in VR? And just kind of looked at her and just thinking in the back of my head, think of something quick you're now starting to stare at her I said well you know we're just getting into this so why don't we just kind of sit there and like get to know each other and get really excited about VR and put you in headsets and we'll just kind of make this all really exciting and at the end of the class I turned to Tanya and I said I need a hug (laughs) (laughs)
0: I would need one, too.
1: (laughs) Because I realized in that moment that these girls, not only are they resilient and not only are they so fearless that they're going that extra mile. They're finding out what's in VR. They're finding out what's to be discovered. And they're learning on their own. And very quickly, Tanya... Tiffany, who is the Unity teacher, Emily and Adrian, who are the VR film teachers, and I just kind of sat there and went, we need supplemental information for the girls. They're not, they're, they're sponges. They can't get enough. They can't get enough. We send them links and the teacher has them do links and they look at it in class. The girls asked for more class time. And this is an after-school program, mind you. So they're willing to stay later so that they can continue to learn VR. So... I'm just blown away by how they are creating their future and just being along for the ride. It's an honor to be with them. And that's kind of where I am right now in this program. It's, you know, everything is for them. Going to Congress, I'm, you know, I've told Georgia before, I'm getting no joy out of going to Congress, but it's for them. Cause I know at the end of the day, they're my hero. It's, it's, it's just so amazing. It's funny, whenever Robin has th- these moments where she's like, why am
2: I doing this? What? what like, you want me to do what? Like when I throw her in. <laughs> and she's like, how do I do this? And I'm like, you think of the picture of the girls that you showed me yesterday, and then you start. Because that's it. And I say it oh, all the time mm-hmm. because that's what I use. And I'm so fortunate because we have so many programs going right now, there's not a day that I'm not in front of a child that says something that makes me just stop, no matter how much I might be in budget writing or having an interview or whatever. The minute that child says something that, I mean, I could give you a million examples of just that moment where
0: I'm like, okay, I need to stop and remember that you are why. And that's the best motivator right there. Tell me about going to Congress.
1: Well, (laughs) We're going to be, we were invited by ESA, Entertainment Software Association, who has been an absolutely amazing partner for Girls Make VR. And I cannot thank you enough. I can't wait to meet them so I can give them the big hug that they deserve. And they invited us to be part of this tech forum at the Rayburn Cafeteria, which I Google mapped because the girls said, where is it? And I said, I don't know. And they said, well, let's Google map it. And I said, okay. And it's actually right behind the Capitol building. So it is right in the center, in the thick of it, in the middle of it all and it's basically going to be me sitting there and just glowing about these girls the entire time I'm there and it'll be so easy to do because there's so much to talk about with them. I think the particular purpose that ESA is
2: driving with this forum is to have they literally inviting members of Congress to come out and play with entertainment that creates social change so it's beyond and that's what the whole theme of girls make vr has become is beyond entertainment so that's why they were like you need to be here to show them how we can gamify things and use gaming for social change and then the really exciting thing and that's why i said to them i was like we'll come out sure but i need you to do me a deal we're coming back to talk to them properly like robin's my evangelist she's amazing at it i like to sort of You know be writing the reports and stuff which i never thought i'd say out loud but i do and she's more the like talk and tell our story she's so good at it so the idea is have her loop them in and bring them in and then really come back in a month and the ESA is excited to talk to them in the caucuses about virtual reality in education and really get them to see this is not just some cute thing you put on your head and these aren't some cute pictures of girls this is changing their lives and changing others. So let's really talk about
0: it. Let's take one of your classes in our imagination. We've walked in, you've put the headset on us. What do we learn?
1: Well, before we put the headset on, it's gratitude practice time, which is always a lot of fun. The girls break off into their groups and in their groups, they actually really connect with each other and they really get in harmony and symbiosis with each other. And, you know, it's always one Thing that went well for you today, which is the traditional, it's the secret sauce of arts bridging the gap, and the open-ended question to really stretch their minds. And the teachers that we have, I cannot even just begin to articulate how lucky... Girls Make VR has gotten with the teachers that we have because they're able to create these open-ended, amazing, fascinating questions that really stretch the girls' minds and gets them into the mindset of creating what's possible in VR. So once that's done, then yeah, we can play in the headsets and kind of discover VR. The girls are right now coding in Unity, which is absolutely fascinating to see. Their unity teacher actually teaches college level classes and she's adapting a lot of the curriculum from her college level classes for these sixth graders. They're that adept and they're that sharp and they're that wonderfully wonderfully perceptive that they're able to create so many amazing things in unity that again I just I just sit there and I'm just awestruck by what they're doing. And We also have an amazing group of girls who are documenting the entire process in 360 and in 2D and, you know, really just interviewing everybody they can to get their perception in VR and watching these girls walk around and walk up to these powerhouses in VR, these and just asking them, hey, I have a couple questions about what you see in the future of virtual reality. I don't even have the guts to do that. But these 12-year-olds are walking up with these cameras going, I have a question, can you answer it for me? And just, they inspire pretty much everything that I'm doing. So that class alone, like one class where they're able to get sometimes two hours, sometimes one hour, just the amount and level of what they're creating. And they're creating one minute pieces in partnership with United Way, addressing homelessness and education in greater Los Angeles. That's big stuff. That's stuff that, you know, originally I was kind of hesitant. I'm like, well, do we want to put this on a 12 year old? And of course, Georgia turned around and said, they'll do it, they'll make it work. And they're making it work. They're asking the questions that are necessary to ask and they're really creating narratives of, and having conversations with each other, with the teachers and with people in the industry about what would be effective. And it's that open-mindedness and it's that inclusiveness that is, it's just astounding. If I could talk for a second
2: about why we made that choice. yeah. There's two specific things for me to address the sort of emotional side of whether they're ready and then the impetus of the career element. The emotional side for me was these girls are seeing it every day. Like they're seeing homelessness. It's, it's impossible to avoid right now in Los Angeles and we saw it when we first brought the conversation we brought united way in to talk about it and then we started showing them content and they were crying and i was very quick to say these emotions are beautiful keep like keep it going because you guys get to do something about it and so many people will push their emotions down because they can't deal with the fact they don't have anything that they can do and i think that's happening right now in los angeles and with the education system and with homelessness that so many people are like it's too hard i can't look i don't want to know mm-hmm. and i want these girls from 12 years on on to get i get to feel these emotions and i get to do something about it so we're really building that in with like feel the emotions ask the questions be mad be disappointed ask literally one of the girls is like why are people so mean
1: mm-hmm.
2: that's a great question and what can you do to change that And then the other part of it was, before that even, was I'm so fortunate that I work with United Way on a lot of VR stuff. So when the programming was being built, I was so excited to say, let's give these girls a client experience. Not many of these girls are going to go through their education and have the experience of being given an RFP by a client. Mm -hmm. And then actually have to deliver and be accountable to eight weeks of process. So that's what we set up. We brought Amanda from United Way in, she did a great presentation and then we said what would be your goal? These girls are going to deliver you something in eight weeks, what do you need from them? She said I'd really like to have some experiences that give people an understanding of what is homelessness and what can we do about it and what is the education, it's post-secondary education, why is it important. And we're like, great, so they're going to do that and they're going to bring it back and in eight weeks you'll come and you'll tell us how you feel about it. To really also build that, like, of course we're going to really err on the side of positive feedback, but be real. I would have liked to see this. I would have liked to see that.
0: There are 22-year-olds that don't get that kind of experience with work.
2: (laughs) Exactly. And that's (laughs) the thing. Let's start them young. Just as they're wise enough to know that there's a homelessness crisis, they're wise enough to take on this knowledge
0: now. At the time of this recording, the school year was just about to end and some exciting plans are in the works for Girls Make VR for fall semester.
1: The girls are going to be finishing up their semester the Friday before Memorial Day. And there is already, there's already conversations that are happening between us, Georgia and I, and Girls Make VR in the school to come back. We already have students who are asking us like, are you going to be back next year because I want to do this again? So there's a lot that's kind of going on. Yeah, Yeah, there's actually, what I was doing earlier while Robin got to play on the show floor was
2: putting together for us Mm an RFP for United Way because there's that strong partnership now and they're very excited. There's some incredible schools that they're supporting around the South LA area that they call mm-hmm. linked learning schools and they are specifically schools that they've dubbed as important to foster and one of them is called CDAGS and it's spelled C dot backslash <laughs> DAGS of course and it's critical design and gaming so they actually foster these youth in South LA around gaming, around digital content creation, and so we're all really wanting to bring in VR as a permanent fixture for them, that not only are they learning to do all this stuff, we can really amp up their access and application, so we're working on that right now, and then there's a number of other very exciting opportunities that we'd be silly to talk about right now with many major names and players then it makes me so happy as I shared to you before we even got on the record that these major tech companies you know household names are saying we want to do something we want to help and we want to have you be part of it and that's what's happening because I think we just came in with that earnest approach of girls need this and as the industry becomes far more empathetic and far more aware which makes me so happy they're starting to go oh you're doing that We can help because we have funds and stuff. And that's what I'd been hoping to hear for a long time.
0: How cool are these leading companies? We won't blow their cover for right now, but we're just (laughs) going to say they're awesome. Robin, what about today? We're at VRLA. Uh What was your experience like with Girls Make VR, VRLA 2018?
1: Oh, my God. The girls were hysterical. Running around, experiencing everything. Oh, funny story. I Overhearing one of the girls at one of the booths, and she was talking to somebody, and she said, do you have a female coworker whom I could chat with? (laughs) This is a 12 year old? This is 12, and I was like, I'm thinking to myself going, do I wanna turn around and make this into a thing? Yeah, I'm gonna like kinda peek over. And he had such a big smile on his face, and she said, no offense, I just wanna be able to talk with somebody on my level.
0: Oh. My. Goodness. <laughs> that's,
1: what, that's what, that's Girls Make VR. That's exactly what we're doing. Um, that's beautiful. And a wonderful, absolutely heartwarming moment is April Werner, who is one of the, I like to call her the mother, one of the mothers of VRLA. I called Georgia Mother of Dragons, and it's, you know, Game of Thrones thing. But anyway. And a side reference is that yep.
2: April is actually one of the two people in that couple that had the idea to start Girls Make VR. So that's a very important piece of info.
1: Yes. Thank you for nice. adding that, Georgia. But... April came in, saw this room full of 28 girls, and she was just taken aback by it. She said, You know, I didn't think that this was possible, and I'm so happy that, you know, you and Georgia took this over because you guys are making this dream continue to be true. And it was just really great for me. And, you know, just being able to have April kind of talk to the girls just for a couple minutes and introduce herself and the girls saying, thank you so much. I mean, they're so uplifting to just be around and their energy is so much fun that watching these girls run around, literally, we were like chasing after these girls at the convention, half of them almost missed the bus. It was hysterical. but watching them run around and take over the room. I was kind of like, okay, however I leave this planet, they're going to continue to make great, amazing things with it. And it's so wonderful to be like part of that, you know? Dot if you can create a visual for your listeners, it's kind of
2: magical as well, because they not only got to do a class and run around and do all that sort of stuff, But they actually were wearing what you could best describe as purple Hogwarts uniforms. (laughs) Like, they're bright purple, but there's the tie, there's Mm -hmm. the socks, there's the everything. So you can imagine 28 12-year-olds dressed like little purple bunnies, Mm -hmm. so to speak, with their bunny ears on, because they were all wearing their bunny ears. And they're running around... Oh, sorry, I should explain that there were some bunny ears given out by a <laughs> exhibitor. We didn't give them bunny ears to wear at the show. Um, but they all looked so proud of their bunny ears after oh, doing yeah. the experience. And, I mean, I was busy on another program during the day, and I got the picture, and I just, I mean, the tears. It's like that's what they look like on the show, that joy, that love. I know everybody stopped and paid attention.
1: And they were just continuing to ask, we want, I don't want to leave, I want to stay, can we come back tomorrow? Are we going to do this next year? So, you know, everything, like the fact that, you know, in class they're saying, I want to do this next year. They're here at VRLA. I want to do this next year. I already, like, have this amazing confidence in these girls that, okay, this is it. They're going to continue to do this. They're going to continue to rock it and make this amazing. And, yeah, I mean, as long as they run around with those Hogwarts costumes and bunny ears, I mean, (laughs) you know, they're going to continue to run the room.
0: I love that image. Of course, as they continue to rock it, now I'm going to ask you, what's next?
1: What's next for Girls Make VR? Well, Congress is definitely next for Girls Make VR. And after that, man, saying anything, I think, is going to be limiting. I'm going to say it's limitless. Sky's the limit. Sky is the limit and beyond. Space, we're talking all the way out there now. And really, the text messages
2: and emails that Robin and I get to share on a daily basis are... Hysterical. Not to mention the fact that my board chair is always like, I need to talk to you every day so that I can catch up because we have a once-a-week mm-hmm. call. And he's like, the amount of things that you happen for Girls Make VR on a weekly basis, I need it every day. Because that's what Robin's like, by the way, we just got this. By the way, this just happened. And then I'll be like, oh, so just you know, I just... Or like with the Congress thing, I was yeah. like, are you sitting down? Check your email. Because these are the kind of, Every day we have those sit down mm-hmm. before you read this. Moments that gets to come from that thing of toiling really hard for a long time with nobody noticing. And now it's, rather than being like, this is too good to be true, reminding ourselves, no, 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 we actually did do the work, but now we get to enjoy it and really see that people are valuing this.
1: And just to add, like, time being relative, I mean, you know, it's kind of funny how I make jokes with Georgia now. I'm like, hey, it's Friday. Not that, like, it means anything. (laughs) And then, you know, I'll just be sitting there like... I'll get up sometimes four or five in the morning, and then I'll get an email from Georgia about 5:30. Be like, oh, she's up. Okay, great. Let's talk about everything that happened yesterday. And it just, it's just—it's a lot of fun just to wake up, being really excited, going, okay, what are the girls got in store today? What are we gonna create today? So, like I said, time, space—it's all—it's all gone. It's all gone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but as the time and space evaporate, what do you need? What if people hear this and say, whoa? How do I get involved? How can I help?
1: you know what, contact us, www.artsbridgingthegap.org. Again, Arts Bridging the Gap is the mama bear to Girls Make VR. And, you know, check it out. Check out what we're doing at Girls Make VR. I always appreciate, love, and admire anybody who's willing to give me their time. Mm Because that's a big one. (laughs) And then I'll jump in as the founder of
2: the organization and executive director and saying, we need funding. Um, (laughs) And I I appreciate Robin, because I'm usually the person that actually just leads with, we just need love and kindness (laughs) and your support. But no, we need funding. funding. And that's the reality is ESA has been really incredible at funding this first year for us. But it needs to continue to grow. And we as an organization don't sit on big bucks paying for the teachers, paying for hardware. And as, as people present us, like schools are reaching out saying, we yes. want you, we want you, want you. And we want to be able to say yes. So funding helps. But also from that, truly, it doesn't have to be cash. It the support as we've seen it, like we were saying, these incredible organizations out there that have done incredible things that have that sitting, that possibility sitting, whether it's financing or whether it's in kind, whether it's partnerships that make, you know, like cyber power yes. saying we would like to work with you. That kind of conversation, I keep, I was always hoping that they would get that it feels good. And I really feel like we've hit that turning point where they're getting, it feels really good to give. Mm-hmm. Especially to young girls who walk around in their purple, you know, like they the believe in magic and are gonna hug you and are gonna give you a hard time because that's who they are. And I really encourage if you're asking, what do we need? We need family. Yeah. We need a family of for-profit organizations, non-profit organizations, because we want to reach the girls. We want to reach the people that have the messages, the marketing messages. If one of those big organizations decided to make their advertising campaign about young girls in tech making a difference, that changes a generation of girls in tech, not just our girls. Because another girl is going to be watching that going, hang on, that big organization that I know that logo said this is important, I'm going to do it now too. So it's not just about money. It's about saying we as a community of tech as a community of creators and innovators get to stand behind our youth to make a difference that's what we need
0: goes right back i think to what robin was saying about a legacy and what you want when hopefully at least 80 years from now when you leave the planet to leave behind you
1: oh 80 years from now i plan to still be alive uh (laughs) you just better be yeah i I plan to still be alive if anything just to annoy my brother (laughs) (laughs) What I want to see 80 years from now are the girls that we started with our pilot, now the heads of these studios in government, teaching, continuing to pay forward what they had gotten and passing down the magic that they got themselves. And that is for me going to be like, yeah, that's it, that's the legacy, that's, we, you know, that's everything.
0: That really is. That really kind of answers the question I usually ask as a signature question, which is if you could only have one person get something from you about innovation, creativity, and making a difference, what would it be? Would there be anything? That was absolutely beautiful. I don't know that you could add anything better to that, but what would you add if you could?
1: Giving is not as hard as people may think it is. That's the takeaway.
0: Thank you. How about for you, Georgia?
2: Very much similar. If I could have anyone see anything from innovation, it's that... Anything is possible for the good. So many people are like, that, like I shared earlier, that's too hard. We can't solve this. But let me go play with this super cool gadget over here. What if you didn't ever see a difference between the two issues? And as you were looking at a gadget, you were saying, there's that issue over there. How can I use this?
0: Robin, Georgia, thank you for your time today.
1: Thank Thank you you so so much. much.
0: You and I have been listening to Robin Jans, Girls Make VR Program Director, and to Georgia Van Kylenberg, Founder and Executive Director of nonprofit Arts Bridging the Gap. For more information about Girls Make VR or about Arts Bridging the Gap, any of their other programs, or they get involved, you can contact Georgia and Robin through their website, artsbridgingthegap.org. Once again, that's artsbridgingthegap.org. And that concludes this edition of Over Coffee. Thank you for listening. Subscribe to Over Coffee through our website, 2mavericks.com. That's T-W-O-M-A-V-E-R-I-X.com, 2mavericks.com. And you can contact us at 2mavericks at gmail.com. The music you're hearing is royalty-free production music provided by Pond5 at pond5.com. I'm Dot Cannon, here's wishing you a cappuccino day.